Just like that, we're into it. Here it is, Turtle News, Episode 6, Another Brave New World, because here I am alone in the basement of Casa de Casey on a Thursday night, 9.43 is when I'm going to start this. And it's slightly different, because nobody else, it's just me, and we're going to do a little mini-sode, basically. Here's what's going on. Since I have a person out at work that (laughs) is uh, without a a working big toe at the moment, Uh, it's just me and another fella, and that makes uh, life trying to get ready for a podcast every week a little more difficult than it was the first two or three times. And because I'm not able to put that sort of effort into it right now... um, we're gonna. I'm just gonna talk a little bit, <laughs> as you can tell, about the show and also just things that are going on currently and what I where I stand with everything. So we are gonna do some turtle news now. I'll play our uh, wonderful sound uh, again here to signal the start of our turtle news update. So Monday night. This Monday night coming up is a, a special night. Now, I found out about this the other day, and I was on Facebook looking around, and I saw this thing posted, and it said that there was going to be a birthday party on Monday. So this birthday party is held for Josh Hout, and it turns out that we have the same birthday. So while I was thinking, hey, this is a nice thing, they're going to be... They're thinking of me. They're going to do a birthday party for me. How how nice is that? Well, it turns out Josh and I share a birthday, and I hope you will come out and join us as well. We're going to be at the clubhouse in Bettendorf, sponsor of the Dave and Darren podcast, of course, and we're going to be there at 6 o'clock. So it's going to be a big snack club extravaganza, and I sure am excited about it. Uh, the clubhouse has always been someplace that I've been really interested in visiting and checking out. Uh, golf simulators, which um, I unfortunately won't be partaking in on Monday night, but I encourage you and myself at some point when I have the time to uh, to to get there and give it a shot because it sounds like a lot of fun, and so I would encourage that. I would at least encourage you to come out and hang out with us for a little bit. Dave apparently is going to be there, which is going to be very nice, and. I'm I'm assuming the snack club regulars as well. Uh, McBride, Josh, maybe. Uh, well, of course, Josh, because it's his birthday. Duh. To use an old one there. Thanks, Mike. So, it's going to be a fun time. We're going to bring back the snack club relic that I destroyed from earlier. I'm going to make that uh, return to life. So that's going to be fun. Uh, come out and join us. Uh, Sweet Eileen, I'm sure, will be there. And all, all, of, our, all of our friends, all of our friends will be there uh, together uh, doing the snack club thing that we do. So I encourage you to come join us at the clubhouse in Bettendorf on Monday, February 23rd. So being that it's my birthday coming up, it's the t- big 29 for me, which, um, you know, I mean... Uh, can you be excited about a birthday anymore? I, uh, I've thought about it, and I thought, boy, you know, it'd be, be nice to be excited about it, but it's, it's kind of like the mail. It's kind of like, at this point, it's kind of like going to get the mail. When you were a kid, 
even though you rarely got something in the mail, you always thought to yourself, boy, if I go get the mail, there's going to be something amazing. Well, I did. <laughs> other, other, other people might have a slightly different experience from mine. But when I would go to the mail every day, I would expect there was going to be something amazing waiting for me. This is going to be great. I'm going to get the mail. There's going to be something cool in there. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I would go to the mail, to the mailbox, open it up, rifle through, and I'd be surprised to find out that, well, actually there's nothing of real importance here. So, you know, you snap your fingers and you wait till the next day. And somehow, every day, and usually during the summer when I would be at home to get the mail, I would be so excited about it still. And, you know, of course, there's nothing coming. So when you're young, birthdays are just like that. Now, obviously, I'm not old. But at the same time, things kind of fall off to a certain extent. So now I look at the mail as I do the birthdays because, let's face it, only about 3% of all the mail that comes to your house you even care to look at, let alone open. So that's what I think of this birthday as. It's really just a way to get together and have a good time with whoever uh, wants to hang out with you, which in my case and Josh's case hopefully is a whole lot of uh, fun people that are into the Dave and Darren show and also into Snack Club and just want to wish us a happy birthday. So I would appreciate if you'd come out for that. Also, we found out about the big Local H show sponsored uh, in part, uh, brought to you in part by the, uh, the good fellows at Nacho Radio. I believe you know them well. So Ribco is a place that locally gets a lot of good bands to come in and play. <clears throat> I unfortunately have never seen a show there, which is uh, kind of crazy because uh, as some of you might know, back in the day I, I did happen to be in a band, now defunct, the now defunct Bow and Arrow Bar Fight. And uh, I'm going to tell you a little story about that in, in a little bit. But first, it's it's exciting because Local H uh, obviously is a band that uh, I think for some people they probably only know um, Bound Bound for the Floor, which I believe is the full title of that song. Um, which that would be I would fit into that category, but. I think it's only uh, only fair to help out the fellas. I'm going to try to make it there uh, for that show, the Local H show at Ribco on February, I believe, 28th, final day of February. So that's really cool that uh, the guys have gotten that uh, promotion, if you will, and uh, have uh, started that partnership there, at least uh, in the short term, for that for this show. So that's exciting. Go check that out. And, of course, we've just re- uh, recently... Uh, they've made it to 100 episodes, which of course, no one's too surprised, but it's a milestone. So uh, congratulations, guys. Of course, the uh, the show keeps getting better and better. No birthday barn anymore, but, but I'm sure that we'll find a way to uh, get ourselves, Josh and I mentioned on Monday for that. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. That'll be my favorite part of the show, I, I dare to say. So I'm going to wrap up Turtle News here by just thanking you guys for listening to this podcast. And I know that, you know, when you start a podcast and you start thinking to yourself, I'm going to do a show uh, about another show, but it's really about me. Let's face it, you know, people that know me, 
uh, are not going to be surprised when it turns out that this show is is to a certain extent about myself. I, I I don't know why why do you start a show if it's not about you to a certain extent? So I don't think that's going to surprise uh, too many people. But when you start something like this, and you look at your listens and you see your Facebook likes or whatever, you kind of gauge your uh, the worth of what you're doing by that sometimes. I know I do. And it's sometimes you think to yourself, boy, you know, boy, I'd like to see more people listening, and I'd like to have this or have that and, and gauge it that way. But really, over the past months or uh, past couple of months, which is how long this process has, has gone on so far, I've actually found that there are certain moments when uh, things really uh, surprise you and make you feel good. And one of those happened uh, today when I checked my Twitter feed, which I hadn't had a uh, chance to check the Turtle News Twitter feed for a little while. And by the way, that is at Turtle News Team is the address that you'll find us at there on Twitter. And I noticed that uh, we had a mention Um And that was a very nice thing to see because um, apparently, now I don't know, um, I don't know who exactly this is due to the fact that um, they're hiding behind some names that uh, that are very clever, by the way, very clever names, and I do like the do like the names a lot here. Um, But there's a new podcast on the block, friends, and that is Stinky and DeBrain, and. Let's face it, anybody that's uh, a child of the mid-80s and grew up in the, in the 90s, the tough, the tough 90s, will be sure to know that there was a wonderful show called Animaniacs featuring uh, one section of it featuring Pinky and the Brain, which, <coughs> oh, excuse me, which was a highlight of that show, by the way, and I don't think that... that I don't think you're going to get much argument from anyone there. But Stinky and the Brain's One Minute of Fame podcast, which just started, mentioned me and, of course, Dave and Darren first, as you should. Because let's face it, they are the number one source and the number one most listened to podcast about their own podcast. Which kind of makes sense because I don't see how you overcome the fact that they're doing their own thing, and for me to be anywhere close would would mean that you guys were liking me more than them, which, let's face it, if you're listening to this, and I'm looking at my little waveform as it comes across the screen as I talk to you, uh, you, you, best, you best to stick with them, because uh, they're, they're, doing, they're doing it for real, folks. And we enjoy it a lot, and that's part of the reason why I'm doing this, and part of the reason why I hope to get better at this podcasting deal, because, you know, you have something to say, and no matter what the format that it uh, that it is in, you want to get that out there. And that's why I'm doing this, I'm having a good time, and it's uh, been a lot of fun to be, do, uh, to be doing this, and... The only issue is that when I don't have the kind of time that I've had in the past to really iron out stuff, uh, it tends to go about like this. 
And what I mean by this is, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but I do my best to do a Barack Obama impression. And it's not an, it's not an active impression. It's just something that's deep inside, I guess. You'll notice that I draw out my sentences a little, and I'm thinking of a word and or uh, the rest of the sentence. And that rest of the sentence tends to be a little slow to come out. It's almost like I've went to the William Shatner School of Broadcasting. But, nonetheless, I do it because I enjoy talking at you, which would be another good podcast name, I think. Casey Lincoln Talks At You. But what I'm learning about myself is that I do have a good time doing this and producing it and putting everything together. But it is a lot more work than you might think, and especially for someone who doesn't have the improv chops or the uh, familiarity with talking on the air so much like the guys do. And it, it has given me a, a better appreciation for how difficult it is to, number one, be expected to do what they used to do uh, on the FM airwaves, uh, which is basically on the fly to a certain extent, although there is, of course, show prep that goes in to what they do, but it's a little bit different than what I've done. And that is that, you know, they pull up a story, they talk about it, and um, I, as far as I can see anyway, I'm not, uh, this isn't, uh, this is only from my own, um, my own observation. I don't know if that's actually how this all goes down, but you know, really, they've Dave puts together a, a number of stuff to talk and things to talk about, and they just do it. And it's so impressive because the the chops that that takes to do it and do it as seamlessly as they do. You know, it's it's uh, the profession, the professionality of it, and the uh, not making up making up words in the mean <laughs> in the meantime to describe what they do. It's impressive and. A, the effort that it takes to put out that sort of um, that product is is something that I I certainly appreciate. So I wanted to thank you for your support. But I was I was mentioned as well as Dave and Darren by the Stinky and Debrain podcast. So thank you guys because that's one of those instances where you know somebody is listening, and I got the idea and the. Uh, uh, the impression uh, while listening to their show that um, not only was it uh, a good quality thing, which uh, is what I've aimed to to release since we started this in December and six episodes ago, but there was also a genuine excitedness that I mentioned whoever it was, uh, re- reveal yourself, show yourself to me so I know who you are to thank you properly. But there was a genuine uh, excitedness that accompanied that mention, which being someone who gets a lot of excitement from being mentioned on the Dave and Darren show or whatever it is, um, Jay Moore sports on the national dial, if you will, it, it, it is something that when someone says, Hey, great job. It does mean a lot to me. So I appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much. And thanks to Nick, the internet pizza guy for, uh, uh, thanking, thanking us for, uh, that uh, Zing of the Week honor last week. And uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to thank you guys for listening, and I appreciate that you like it. And I just want to get better. I just want to do this and have fun and and get better. 
And that's what I plan on doing. So thank you guys again. And I wanted to talk about the top two things. And yes, I, I realize, you know, top two things, it's normally five. Well, look, I'm already 16 minutes in. <coughs> Most of which is rambling, I understand. But still, 16 minutes, that's a long time to talk by yourself. Speaking of talking by yourself, I remember Dave uh, early on in the process trying to iron out some of the Mixler issues that he had at one point. Came on uh, Mixler for a little bit to just test it out and see how things were working. And he talked to us. Uh, we caught the uh, the signal uh, on our smartphones that uh, the Dave and Darren podcast was on the air. We were intrigued and we went and chatted with him for a while. So he basically just sat and looked at the Mixler text uh, line, as it were, and just kind of chatted with us. And he commented during that time that it was a little weird for a guy to just be sitting there talking into a microphone by himself. Yet, that's what I'm doing here, and it's, it's, an, interesting, it's an interesting process. It really is. If you think about it, a lot of what we're doing uh, is, is talking to ourselves to a certain extent. And uh, it is kind of funny that we would take the time to sit down in front of a microphone and throw words out. What's great is that anymore, when you do that, you have a microphone, you can broadcast that to the internet. So not everyone thinks you're crazy. Uh, Not too many, not too many, not everybody. Some people will anyway. That's fine. I get it. You always have one or two uh, people with a bad attitude. I understand that. Where am I going with this? Well, I'm going to the top two things. Number one is uh, something that uh, was brought up during the podcast. I wanted to make this at least partially about the Dave and Darren show. So TJ uh, wanted me to talk about the fact that Darren goes home with some popcorn after visiting certain establishments that provide such, uh, such items for folks to partake in. And believe me, I'm one of those people that if I see... The popcorn, I'm gonna partake. Of course, it's there. It's there for me to take. It's look. It would be it would be rude to leave it there to go bad. So, Darren's at the car wash, sees some popcorn. What do you do? Well, first of all, you grab a bag because popcorn from one of those little machines, like you're at the movies, but it's smaller. So you got your little machine, and you just feel like it's it's an event. It's almost like I feel like I should be dressing up, like I'm going to go fly on a plane or something. Yeah, this is still I still I still think this is an event of some sort. So it's a special little thing. It's almost like you're at the movies, but you're just doing your car wash. It's it's the movie of your life. So enjoy it. Grab a grab a bite of popcorn. Why not? Sit down and enjoy the show. I do. Um, my job is basically oxygen delivery man, and. I go to a place to pick up some items occasionally that has a customer appreciation area. So this kind of ties together with uh, the popcorn uh, thing that uh, Dave and Darren were talking about. And that is, here's this area for customers who are appreciated to get some, uh, to get some refreshment. So they got popcorn, they got some uh, soda there, or pop, whatever you prefer. So it's there to partake in, and they expect you to take it, I I suppose. But it's always, to me, it's a smart marketing strategy in some ways, because uh, all you need 
is uh, to put it out there for someone to think, well, that's really nice that they're uh, thinking of us and uh, thanking us for uh, being here and being a part of, 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 their, of their business. So you look at that stuff and you go, well, that's awfully nice for them to, uh, to put that out there. But um, since they are giving that to me for free, I, I just I feel kind of bad. And isn't that weird of us? Uh, in my, in my uh, particular instance, I'm not actually uh, myself um, contributing to their business. I'm picking up something for another business. So when I see that in front of me, I think to myself, well, wait a minute. You know, I'm not contributing. That's really, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't partake in this because, well, you know, they're doing this for their cust- for their customers. Well, of course, I'm one of their customers. I really am. And so the first couple of times I didn't, didn't go over there, despite the uh, overwhelming desire to get some delicious buttery popcorn. Mmm, buttery popcorn. So... It took a couple times before I finally got the medal to say, hey, what's the deal with this? Uh, free for anybody to take or what? <laughs> and of course it is. Well, of course it is. It's out there. What, what, what are you thinking? They don't have a sign up that says 50 cents or whatever. So what am I waiting for? So anyway, now I'm going there every week, and uh, which I nor- normally do. I go there every week. So you better believe I'm picking up a popcorn and a pop every time I go. The point is, at one point during the story that Darren was telling, he'd had a bag of popcorn. And where I'm at, there's it's never more than just me, really. So I go in there, I partake in the popcorn, and that's it. Well, and by the way, the while I'm talking about this, all I can think of is that this is a perfect Seinfeld kind of idea. The fact that, is it right to take the popcorn? Should you not have taken the popcorn? Boy, taking the popcorn, what are you saying about yourself? So Darren's there, and he's taking his first bag of popcorn, and he's getting ready to go. And what do you do? Well, you know, you got to take one for the road. Why not? The funny, the funny part comes in for me when Darren explains that he was the first to kind of go back. And as soon as he was the first one, the floodgates are open. Now everyone's going to go get their second bag. And really, that's what I was experiencing as well when I had this customer appreciation area in front of me. There's that that sort of uh, invisible force of society's expectation on what we're supposed to do or uh, and a lot of unsuredness about, on our parts whether we should do something or not. And so all it takes is that one little stimulus to go, oh, wait, he's doing it. This guy, okay, this guy over here. He knows what's going on, so well, let's let's go ahead and do this thing. And now everybody's going to have some popcorn. And God bless them; they should have some popcorn. They're paying a lot for a car wash, too, by the way. I guarantee. If, if it's anything, if it's the uh, full service type stuff, take take it, take the popcorn. Don't feel bad. I wouldn't feel bad. Don't feel bad. So. That's a good life lesson. Anytime you see something in front of you and everybody else is kind of sitting back going, I don't know, be the first one. Be the first one to reach out and take some popcorn and go, this is my popcorn. This was meant for me. I'm taking this popcorn and you should too. That's right. Be a leader of men. Oh, oh, wait a minute. That's a perfect opportunity. This this show has been a little, uh, been a little light on the drop, so. I'm a man. I'm 40. There we go. Perfect. So, 
The second thing I wanted to talk about this week was um, a, a fun little thing that I learned, as well as the fact that Josh and I share a birthday. And that's a little, uh, to talk about this, I kind of have to give you a little history lesson uh, on Bow and Arrow Bar Fight, my previous band that I was in. Um, in 2009, I met Cliff Simmons uh, while working at Little Caesars. And uh, he was the guy that would stand on Locust Street in front of Little Caesars with his uh, cardboard guitar. And he did a job that uh, they and probably a lot of other places called shaker boarding. Shaker boarding is the guys standing out there waving the sign around, hey, come in, buy a hot and ready pizza or buy, you know, get your taxes done or whatever. Cliff was one of the best at it, though. And he, he was because, number one, the sign that he was given was in the shape of a guitar. And two, he used that to its maximum potential. <clears throat> Here's what he did. He'd go out onto the front, uh, to the front of the store, and he'd put his iPhone, iP- iP- uh, excuse me, iPad, iPod, oh, come on, I know what it's called. He put his iP- iPod uh, on and would just stand out there, and it was like air guitar, only it was so much more than that. It was a show, man. If you're driving down Locust Street and you see Clifton Simmons jamming out with this cardboard guitar, basically, you'd kind of want to stop the car and just watch the show because it was amazing. Cliff played bass, and he let me know that there was a band that he was in called Bow and Arrow Bar Fight. And his drummer just so happened to be going to school uh, in the upcoming semester. And it was uh, probably about November or December at that time. So I went over to uh, the lead singer, Spencer Nelson's uh, father's house, and we, uh, we sat around the kit, and uh, we, they played some songs for me, and uh, it was very nice. Uh, I sat in and, and kind of played uh, some stuff with them. And uh, that period of time... Uh, for me personally, was a, a little bit uh, difficult for a number of different reasons. Uh, the Little Caesars job at that time, uh, it's it's different now uh, for folks working at Little Caesars, but at that time, the owners were, uh, let's say nothing made them happier, I think, than to uh, intimidate and fire people like crazy. It was It was nuts. So it was a place that every day you went in thinking, I don't know if I'm going to make it out today. And, <coughs> excuse me, that coupled with um, hours that were not what I had expected when I moved to that job uh, had made for an extremely stressful time. So I played with uh, Cliff and Spencer and uh, the other guy that was in the band at the time. And I, it was great. Music it's so much fun to play and be a part of. Um, I play drums, and I play them with, I don't think, an incredible amount of technical skill. But I do play with a lot of emotional. I'm kind of like animal without all the flailing. I get a little carried away. I play too loud. And um, my technique, like I said, is not, not probably the best in the world. But I'm not a bad drummer. Don't get the wrong impression. Um, I, I, I do, I do believe I'm pretty good and maybe I'll put a bow and arrow bar fight song at the end of this episode for you to quote, Oh, excuse me, quote unquote, enjoy. We'll see. But the point is here that this was a time that 
I wasn't too uh, thrilled about at the moment. But when I sat behind the kit um, and played, and then it was just me and Cliff after a little bit, and Cliff looked at me and said, you know, hey, man, you look really comfortable and really uh, happy back there. And you know what? I did. And to revert back to uh, something I was talking about earlier, it's always nice when people recognize something that you do, either in that uh, you're doing a good job or just seeing that it's impacting you or them in a positive way. So that's what was going on at that time. Um, We made this band, and uh, we put some songs together. Now, uh, Spencer wrote the lyrics, and he was and is uh, a giant Dave Matthews fan, and that showed in his music and how he wanted to do things. Uh, To a certain extent, um, it was uh, to his detriment because... Uh, there's a fine line in music to me between borrowing and and just flat out taking. And there were some things that uh, were a little too on the nose for my liking uh, that I found out afterwards. I'm not the biggest Dave Matthews Band fan, but I do appreciate uh, a, a fair number of songs. But uh, for instance, there was a there is a song that has a lyric "Knock knock on the door, who's it for?" and it was suggested to me that I do that same fill that Carter uh, Buford does in that uh, in that song. So you know, ugh, not the best thing all the time. Uh, however, there was a band that we encountered along the way that was brought up to me the other day by Brian Beck, our Scotland correspondent for the Turtle News program. Hello, Brian. More integrity than Brian Williams, by the way. Much more. Uh, very fine journalistic uh, qualities from that uh, from that uh, studier of all things history. So anyway, <clears throat> it turns out that Brian uh, is the brother of one of the members of uh, a band that I had the pleasure of being involved in uh, doing a show, a uh, number of shows with, and playing beside them. And they were called Speaks Like Silence. And these guys were, um, and are, um, youngins, uh, well, to me anyway, they're younger than me, but at the time, what was really crazy is the fact that it's like, um, it was, the way that they did things was so admirable, because these guys um, were, I believe, in high school, and they um and i will i will get their uh their new name i believe they've changed their name since then um so i will i will get that i wasn't prepared as prepared again for this episode as i wanted to be but um we played alongside them a number of times and when i was mentioning bow and arrow bar fight as a joke of course which i usually do anymore brian had mentioned that the guys had uh, had talked to him about us, our band, at some point. And the fact that, I, I don't know, I, I haven't talked to them in so, such a long time, and I really would enjoy uh, getting back together with them and, and hanging out and, and talking, hopefully on a new podcast that I will be, uh, <coughs> excuse me, unveiling later on in the year uh, regarding local music, uh, which is 
something that I think may in the end be a better, uh, a better use of my time. We'll see. But, um, so that's a, a thought process that I have at the moment. But uh, I would love to sit down and talk with those guys because, number one, I think we, to a certain extent, were a band that they looked up to. And I realize that now when I hear Brian say that they mentioned us. And that's been a long time. So not many people are saying the name Bow and Arrow Barfight unless... Uh, they're my wife or uh, someone very closely related to me or uh, or in this case, someone that I think remembers us fondly, at least Cliff or I maybe. So that really meant a lot to me and it was a really good experience of hearing that from Brian and I do really hope that uh, we'll get together and uh, hang out and talk uh, a little bit about their band, which again, I apologize for not getting their not having their name here. Uh, to let you know what their new name is and how they're um, what they're up to, um, but I will get that soon, and hopefully we'll sit down and, and have a podcast together. Um, it's been a long time, so we want to. I'd like to talk a little bit, of course, about me <coughs> and Bow and Arrow Bar Fight, and also about them and what they're doing and uh, where they've uh, where they're where they've been and where they're going. So that's something that I'm I'm looking forward to and I hope to accomplish in the near future. Along with some other bands, Brian Morgan, um, BD Morganism on The Mixler and uh, various other places uh, such as Twitter, uh, has a band as well. And uh, that may be where uh, the mention on um, Stinky and DeBrain, uh, the <laughs> podcast, comes from. I'm not sure. Let me know. But anyway... So that's where that's uh, that's where I'm kind of thinking about heading maybe with uh, with podcasting is a local music podcast where I sit down with a band or um, a local music venue uh, person that uh, will talk a little bit about the Quad Cities music scene, which I think in my own experience with it uh, a long time ago, uh, a long time ago meaning around uh, 2010 and 11 that the experience was that the music scene has a lot of potential, but I feel like it's not fully realized. Ribco certainly has a uh, a great amount of incredible bands that, that come by. RME is around, which uh, the River Music Experience, which has the Redstone Room and the Performance Hall, which is where uh, Speaks Like Silence and, and our band Bow and Arrow Bar Fight once played uh, together. But at the same time, I feel like there are certain ways that we could improve the Quad Cities music experience, as it were. So I'm thinking about a podcast, and uh, maybe we'll get some more listens than this one. Um but that, with that being said, I still plan on doing this one because it's a lot of fun, and when I have more time to actually prepare for it properly, I think it's a very good podcast, and I hope you agree. So with that, I'm going to draw this whole uh, 35, 36-minute mess to a close, and I hope uh, hope you've had at least a little bit of fun listening to me ramble on, and hopefully next time or in the near future, <coughs> excuse me, Oh boy, we'll get someone else on to uh, to chat it up, 
to have a good time. And uh, so until next time, let's cut this off while we're ahead, and we're not that far ahead. Please join us, Josh, I, and all the other wonderful Snack Club members, including at least Dave. (coughs) Pardon me again. We'll see you on Monday at the Clubhouse, 53rd Street in Bettendorf. Uh, I plan on playing uh, some ping pong, so bring your ping pong knowledge and skills with you. Uh, Warm up, stretch. You're going to need it. Anyway, until I see you then or on the next Turtle News show, always remember that I like turtles. (laughs) See you guys. Fantasy Lost and confused